What is up? This is Take It or Leave It. Super excited. I say that every week. Super excited because I am. I, I can't get me more excited. This is like one of my favorite parts of my week besides spending time with my wife. You know, get some practice. I love spending time with my wife. However, this is probably my second favorite part of my week. Behind that, uh, I'm just ready to get going today. We got a lot of NFL, got some NBA, uh, got some some Would You Rather with your favorite guest and also our only guest so far, Easton Gray. He'll be back. He is uh, on his way right now. Excited to have him. But we've got a lot to get into before then, so let's just jump right in. You know, I like to start with a story or a little metaphor, so here we go. Have you ever bought clothing or or an item, an object, whatever it may be? I'm going to stick with clothing, clothing because it's happened to me before. You see someone wearing some pants, shirt, whatever it may be, jacket, and you just think it, it just looks so good. So, so you're like, you know, I got to get me something like that. I got to cop that, no doubt. And then you get it. And you're like, ooh, doesn't look quite right on me. Now you're kind of stuck with it. You can always return it, get something else, whatever. But uh, let's say you lose the receipt and you're stuck with it. Like, that's it. You just saw it. It was so good for that person and you wanted it. You got it. Not as good for you. So then you got to go You gotta go get something else or return it, whatever. Whatever it may be. Happens to me all the time. I'll see my brother. God bless him. I love him. But gosh, he pulls everything off. He looks so good and everything. I'll see something on him or on a friend and I just got to have it. So I'll go try it out. And I have this God forsaken, huge, this might be weird, bubble butt. And it just, nothing ever fits me right. It doesn't matter what it is, pants, shirt, jacket. It all looks funny on me because of this enormous trunk that I got behind me. I just accidentally punched my desk. I apologize for that sound. But yeah, I, I, I got this this junk in my trunk and it makes everything look funny. And so I got to return it. Anyways, the Denver Broncos are experiencing this right now. Actually today, breaking news, Case Keenum headed to DC. They saw Case Keenum light it up with the Minnesota Vikings last year, almost get him to a Super Bowl. And they said, we got to have him. We got to bring him here. We got the defense. We got to bring him here. We need him. And he just didn't look right with the Broncos. Just didn't look right. He went from a team with studs on offense, great offensive staff, came to a team that's defensive-minded, with a defensive-minded head coach, not much to work with on offense. It just didn't look right. And so here we are a year later, and they're calling up D.C. like, hey, you got a need. We see it. We got Case Keenum. He almost went to a Super Bowl last year. What What you got for us? And they didn't have nothing for them. Honestly, it was like the Broncos were just saying, all right, we got Joe Flacco coming in. We just got to get rid of this the salary. Case Kingdom salary was absurd. And they said, we got to get rid of it. So they give, the the Broncos gave the, the Redskins, Case Keenum, and a seventh-round pick next year for a six-round pick next year. <laughs> so essentially, six and seventh-rounders, you know, Almost interchangeable. Not, I mean, you're not going to get a whole lot better in the sixth round than you get in the seventh round. So almost interta- interchangeable. 
And so they were basically just, those pick swaps were just so that they could give the Redskins Case Keenum and just, just cut cut their losses. They said, you know what, it didn't work out. We were wrong. Again, John Elway, I mean, John Elway just can't get this quarterback thing right since Peyton Manning. Not looking good for them. But you know what, they cut their ties. I think Joe Flacco is somewhat of an upgrade. It depends on how he plays. He's in his older age. He's got a bigger arm than Keenum. A lot more experience, obviously. So we'll see how that works out. And I also really like this if they do draft a quarterback this year or next year, which they're going to have to do. I mean, Flacco's getting old. So we'll see what they're going to do with the situation. But Keenum was that pair of pants, was that jacket, was that T-shirt that looked oh so good on Minnesota last year. And he did look good. And the Denver Broncos are me grabbing it, copping it, putting it on and being like, gosh, dang it. Look at me, I look like a fool. <laughs> so we'll see. Hopefully it works out for Case Keenum. I think he's a really nice guy. If you've ever seen, oh, what were they on? All or Nothing, I believe they were on a couple years ago. Yeah, he, when he was with the Rams. Um, great series. And he, he's just a, he's an all-around good guy. So I hope it works out for him. Um, we'll see if it works out for the Broncos. Obviously, like I said, it's if they're relying on Joe Flacco, I said it a couple weeks ago, if they're relying, relying on Joe Flacco to be their quarterback of the, of the future, kind of for the next few years, it ain't going to happen. He's on the down, he's on the other side of his hill. He's not ascending anymore as a quarterback. He is descending and declining. So as long as they draft a quarterback this year or next year, I like it for them. Makes sense for both teams. Gives Case Keenum a chance to go start somewhere where he wouldn't have started with the Broncos this year. Joe Flacco's coming in to be the starter. So I think it works for everybody. So we're actually going to stick uh, we're going to stay in the NFL for a little bit. We're going to talk about the Combine. I can't not talk about the Combine. There wasn't a whole lot to talk. Well, actually, that, that's not true. There was a lot that happened, just a lot of exciting stories that happened. But um, so, so we're going to break a couple of my favorites down. I actually only chose three that I really want to talk about. Uh, technically, uh, as far as the Combine goes, I chose three. And, of course, we got to start it off, can't not talk. 2019 NFL Combine without talking about the freak who is DK Metcalf. Oh my goodness. Okay, we all heard the hype of him kind of going into it. We saw the Instagram photos of him all diesel jacked. Looked like he was chiseled out of stone. We, I mean, we saw all that, but I don't think we had any clue that we would get what we got from him in this Combine which was a lot of good with one really bad kind of glaring place, which I think he kind of made up for, and I'll explain. So he, he, he his measurables, obviously, first of all, six foot three, 228 pounds. This kid's a wide receiver, redshirt freshman, so he's probably coming in at, I think he's like 20 years old. I mean, the dude is just a monster. And then 1.6% body fat? that out of that 228 pounds 1.6 percent body fat oh my gosh so you're like okay he's a big bulky hopefully has good hands hopefully he's a good route runner because no no way he's fast I mean he's too big oh oh no he ran a 4.33 40 yard dash excuse me what I didn't know 228 pounds could get that fast if you put it on a car I mean, goodness gracious, 4.33 was blazing, and watching him run didn't look real. He gets his, his he runs perfectly. Like, if you had to, like, design something to run correctly, I mean, he gets his knees high, 
huge strides, pumps his arms. He got a great burst off. I mean, they, they kind of teach you to get this 10-yard burst where you are just pushing it. And, I mean, it was a perfect burst. Where he, and then he came out of that into this perfect glide. I mean, he, he just looks like he was made to run. I mean, goodness, 4.33. So you're like, okay, so he's fast. So maybe he's just big and diesel, but he's fast. So, you know, quick twitch muscles. So maybe he's not super strong. Maybe he's just kind of got the body, just got the gift. Nope, 27 reps of 225 pounds at the, uh, on the bench. Okay, um, so, okay, he's huge, he's bulky, he's fast. No way can he jump. I mean, he, he's got it. That's got to be his flaw. There's no way he can get 228 pounds off the ground. Wait, what? 40 inches, 40 and a half inches was his vertical? Oh, he got all six foot three inch 228 pounds of that frame off the ground 40 and a half inches okay so okay so so broad jump he's gonna be bad in broad jump he's gotta be that's gotta be the one nope 11 feet two inch broad jump so he's explosive he's fast he's extremely strong he's got the perfect body like literally the perfect wide receiver body if you're gonna design a wide receiver it would probably be megatron okay calvin johnson but this kid's close. I mean, I think the only thing he doesn't have on Megatron is the height. Megatron was about 6'5". Kid's 6'3", maybe 6'3 and a half. So where does he, where, where's the weakness? Oh, the three-cone drill, which a lot of coaches, including Bill Belichick, consider to be the most important drill when it comes to grading a player at the Combine. He ran a horrendous 7-second, 7.38-second three cone drill now that might not sound like much but really if you've looked at i've read and seen belichick talk about he really takes the three cone drill into consideration when looking at players because it's that's going to be their short burst that's going to be their getting out of breaks that's going to be those kind of skills and he did not do well to put it in perspective I believe he was worse than, oh, what did the stat say? It was like worse than 50 or 100, something like that, quarterback since 2003 that ran the three-cone drill. So not impressive whatsoever. He was he was just really, really bad at the three-cone drill. Now, that's what I was talking about. That was his only weak spot, and I said earlier he kind of made up for his weak spot. And what I mean by that is you can't overlook it. Like you definitely have to take that in, into consideration I think his overall combine kind of put him in the top 10 conversation for the draft. And the reason I, I say that, and I mean, because it goes back to he did really make up for it. Because, like I said, that's you getting in and out of breaks is what the three-cone drill kind of shows you. You're kind of burst. And obviously we saw his, he's got immense explosion on his broad jump and his vertical jump. And then when he ran routes, he looked really smooth. So typically your three-cone drill can kind of affect like that kind of tells you how a guy can run routes get in and out of breaks how smooth can he run it didn't affect his route running his route running was really smooth I mean for especially for his size he looked really good in and out of his breaks his routes were really pretty caught the ball well so I don't think it's going to hurt him too much that three cone drill but something to consider he does have a weakness so he's not perfect that's going to take me into uh, another player that stood out to me, Dwayne Haskins. We knew he would kind of stand out as the, the best passer in this combine. We said it that, that he was maybe uh, 
maybe only second to Kyler Murray, but I don't know. I, I do think Dwayne Haskins is the best pure passer, even including Kyler Murray, but um, he just looked really good. His dropbacks were good. His footwork was good. His mechanics were good. Every ball was on target for the most part. Uh, big, strong ball just pops out of his hand. So, I mean, he, he looked really good as, as a thrower. Something that rubbed me the wrong way in relation to Dwayne Haskins is is Daniel Jeremiah, who killed it this week at the Combine. He was everywhere. He was just, he just did fantastic at the Combine. He released something that I really didn't like, and I guess I didn't understand it at first. So it was his, he basically took the quarterbacks that were drafted last year and the quarterbacks that are going to be drafted this year and kind of ranked them all on the same spectrum. Not all the quarterbacks this year, just Kyler Murray and, and Dwayne Haskins and put them in with the quarterbacks from last year's first round. And at first I kind of looked at it, and I was really upset by it actually at first because he has Sam Darnold number one, Josh Rosen number two, Baker Mayfield number three, Kyler Murray and Josh Allen tied for four, Haskins at five, and Lamar Jackson at six. So I will admit, I didn't know that this, he did clarify this, and I didn't realize this at the time, this was his pre-draft grade, so that would have been there the quarterbacks from last year's pre-draft grade, as well as the quarterbacks from this year pre-draft grade. So not with what we know after their first NFL season, and not and so on and so forth. So that kind of clears it up a little bit. Still, I don't love it, and, and I'll explain why. So before I was upset when I didn't know it was pre-draft because I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Kyler Murray, first of all, Dwayne Haskins behind Josh Allen. Are you you joking? Which I that's that's the one that upset me before and after. I didn't care before or after. Josh Allen. Look, when you look at the film of Josh Allen and Dwayne Haskins in in college, it's not close. I mean, just based on film alone, Haskins is a better thrower of football. Now, Allen was not on a, as good of a team, and he's got a much bigger arm, and he's ten times the athlete that Haskins is. But as far as a thrower, as a complete thrower. The accuracy is an issue with Josh Allen. It's a huge issue. The only reason he wasn't a bust this year is because he ran the ball really well. If he hadn't run the ball as well as he did, he's a he looked terrible this year as a quarterback. Haskins is much better than Josh Allen before or after. I don't care, pre-draft, post-draft, whatever. Haskins is a better quarterback. He's a better thrower of the football than Josh Allen is, besides being having the arm strength. And Haskins has a strong arm. Josh Allen just has an obscenely strong arm, so he 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 beats him there. But other than that, accuracy is kind of a thing. Like it's kind of important in the NFL. Don't don't know if you don't know if you know that, but it is. It's very important. More important than arm strength. Look at Drew Brees. He's never had the biggest arm. Actually, doesn't really have a strong arm at all. He just throws a really pretty football and puts it right where it needs to be. Yeah, he, and he's one of the best to ever do it. Accuracy is important. So I did not like Haskins being number five. I don't mind Jackson being number six. If this was post-draft or as far as post, you know, after their first NFL season, Jackson's got to be higher than than Josh Allen, of course. Pre-draft, the way he did it, I don't mind Jackson being number six. Um, Pre-draft or now, like looking back, I don't like Murray being tied with Josh Allen. So I think Haskins should be higher than Allen. I think Allen should be number five on this list. And I think Murray and Haskins should kind of fight with or maybe even be tied for four because Kyler Murray is better than Josh Allen because, okay, let's look at the athleticism. Murray beats Allen there. Let's look at the arm strength. Allen's got a huge arm. Murray might be close. He's got a ginormous arm. 
I mean, he just he can push it down the football field and he can put it on a line twenty yards away, thirty yards away. So I don't think Allen has a huge edge there, and accuracy Murray blows him away. Then again, you look at college film, not even close. Not even close. Maybe Allen two years ago, his his film from not this past his his last college season, but the season before, you might have an argument. But his last season in in college football, he wasn't he wasn't anything special, honestly. I think he got drafted because of his size, his arm strength, really. And I think he's gonna be fine in this league if he can refine his accuracy a little bit. He'll be okay. I don't think I honestly don't think he's ever gonna be an elite quarterback. And I think a lot of people believe that. I don't. I don't think he's gonna be an elite quarterback because I think to be elite, you have to kind of have that accuracy. The accuracy's got to be there. That's why I also don't know if Baker will be elite. He looked really good this year, and I. I, I lean towards, yes, he'll be elite because he's got the accuracy is just there. He's incredibly accurate. Uh, as far as the, the other tools, he's got to work on them a little bit, but the accuracy is there. So, and, and I just feel the opposite with Allen. I feel like the accuracy has got to be there first because it's hard to get more accurate once you're in the NFL level. I mean, it's only going to get harder at that level. So he could he improve? Yes, 100%. He can improve. Will Allen improve? I don't know. We'll see. So that's really what bothered me. The other rankings, I don't mind. Baker had a great year. So looking before and after, I think Baker would be maybe higher than Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold and blah, blah, blah. But I think at that point, that's where Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins should be, is in that fourth spot tied for fourth. Allen just needs to be below them. That's what upset me. I don't like all the hype around Josh Allen. I don't like how much hype he got before the draft, honestly. But anyways, I'll stop there. I'll move on to my last player that I want to talk about in the combine is Drew Locke. He was kind of the next quarterback behind those guys. Him and Daniel Jones are looked at as kind of uh, first-round guys. Daniel Jones, he was so-so. Didn't hate him, didn't love him in the combine, so I didn't really want to talk about him too much. Drew Locke, I didn't like him at all. And that's why I want to talk about him. He was not impressive. He's got this strong arm, and he does. He showed, he's, he. although at the same time, he was late on all his throws, so it made his arm look weaker specifically in his deep balls when they were throwing the seam routes. He he waited way too long to throw it so that when he's throwing it, he's putting so much air under it that it's, it fell short a couple times. So And then on top of that, his on his slants and his posts and his out routes, they were always slightly off. He had one good throw that the receiver didn't really have to hesitate on it, but the others were really, and it's subtle. You can't. It, it's kind of nitpicky to where the receiver didn't have to like break stride, but they had to reach back slightly. And it could have been a matter of inches, to be honest. But it's just that's not what you want to see with a combine quarterback who could potentially be a first-round pick throwing to a guy uncovered. All you're trying to do is show your timing and your accuracy and those quick timing throws. And so if he can't be perfectly accurate with nobody on him, with nobody covering the receiver, what's going to happen when someone's on the receiver? It's not going to get better. So really, I just didn't love him. Balls were off target. Uh, and, and like I said, again, the deep ball was underthrown. It wasn't thrown well. He either put way too much air on it or waited too long to throw it. And so he maybe put enough air, or I'm sorry, put like enough air under it, but it just fell short because the receiver got too far down the field. Didn't like him. Um, not saying he shouldn't be a first-round pick. I wouldn't take him in the first round probably I mean, unless it was like one of these later teams that are kind of set at quarterback, but maybe have, have an aging quarterback, Tom Brady, um, you know, some Drew Brees, those teams that, that could use a successor, but I I wouldn't, 
I don't think I'd pick him as like, okay, we need a quarterback now, and we kind of need you in the next year or two. I think he's going to take a few years to develop that accuracy, and, and we'll see. Like, he's he's a lot closer than Josh Allen, in my opinion. That's why I think he's worth a pick. And, and not that Josh Allen wasn't, but I think he's more accurate than Josh Allen. But he doesn't, he doesn't have the big arm that Josh Allen had. He's not as athletic, so uh, just not really impressed by him. We'll see where he goes, but I don't know. That's just my opinion. And we will go over to one more. Oh, no, we got a couple more topics in the NFL. Crazy week in the NFL, man. Um, I mean, what what have we been saying? I, I've been saying that Murray's good enough to be considered the best quarterback in this draft, and I believe that as, as a thrower, and then you throw in his athleticism and running ability, and I... As a, it's hard because his size. I get the size thing, and there have not been many quarterbacks like Drew Brees is the exception, not the rule. As far as size, Russell Wilson is the exception, not the rule. I understand that, but he is just—he looks different. And so, me, if I was a GM, I would probably have him higher on my board than Haskins, and. I'm really torn on that because Haskins is the prototypical quarterback, big, strong, good arm, accurate. He's the safe pocket passer. But you look at Kyler Murray, and he threw. He he completed 69% of his passes in college, and most of his passes were from the pocket. So it's not that he's not a he's not a good pocket quarterback. He is. He's just a pocket quarterback that can run. So, anyways, we've been saying this. I've been saying it. I like Murray, possibly even as the best quarterback in this draft. And what do you know, what happens this week after the combine or during the combine? The Cardinals are believed almost unanimously around the league that it's believed that they're going to take Murray at number one. (laughs) These are the same Cardinals that drafted, what's his name? Uh, Oh, Josh Rosen just last year in the first round. At number 11, I believe. So, I mean, they obviously... Now, I'm not going to say, oh, I'm so smart, look at what I did, because the Cardinals organization hasn't been, hasn't quite been great the past couple of years. They've definitely been on the decline. But th- th- I do like their front office for the most part. I mean, it's the front office that brought in David Johnson from a no-name school. It's the front office that almost went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. So they're not bad. They just had a couple rough years, especially injury-filled years. So, I mean, they must have looked at this combine and said, okay, Haskins doesn't really impress us. And we got Cliff Kingsbury. And Josh Rosen does not fit Cliff Kingsbury's offensive system. Kyler Murray's a freak. Let's go grab him. And so we'll see what happens here at the draft, but it's clear that, I mean, because it's pretty well known that Rosen is on the block right now, and there are teams that are interested, and they are trying to trade him. Now, will it happen before the draft? I don't know, but I think the Cardinals will take Kyler Murray, and I think if they can stay healthy, it'll be good for them. Him and David Johnson, they got to get him some wide receiving help. They don't have a ton. I mean, Larry Fitz is old so they need some help there but they've got some tools there defense is still so so I actually would like this for them 
The reason I don't love it is because, and you know what, before I, before I go into that, this also shows not all NFL scouts, but clearly at least the Cardinal scouts, it shows how much they care about a single inch or half inch because they were so confident that he was going to measure in at 5'8 and a half, 5'9 and a half, and you didn't hear this anywhere. It was like, yeah, he's a first-round pick somewhere, but I was getting all excited as a Dolphins fan. I'm like, oh, we might get him. And they, a lot of projections had him coming to the Dolphins. Then all of a sudden, he weighs, he he measures in at 5'10 and 207, 207 pounds. And his hands aren't small, actually bigger than Baker Mayfield's. And all of a sudden, he's the number one pick in the draft. That's how much they care about a half inch and not and not film that these players have put on tape. Okay. I just never got Like, I get it. Like I said, short players, especially at the quarterback position, have not been the rule. They've been the exception, but I just think it's it's such a peculiar thing in the NFL. Whatever. So no so where does this leave Rosen? He's obviously on the trade block, from what it appears. Where could he end up? And it basically brings up that that same list that we were talking about with Nick Foles where he could end up on any of those Finns, Jags, Giants, Bengals. We would include the Redskins, but they just got Case Keenum. So at, at the moment, they're kind of that's that's their plan right now at quarterback is Case Keenum. So they're not looking for a quarterback right now. So who else? So you know, got the Bengals who are kind of done with Andy Dalton. We got the Giants who are looking for a successor for Eli Manning. Who it almost looks like Eli Manning will be the starter this year. And if Dwayne Haskins comes in, he'll he'll kind of bring him up under his wing. Then you got the Jags who who it's pretty understood they're going to move on from Blake Bortles as their starter. They want somebody else. The Finns, who are known to to move on, it's kind of known that they're going to move on from Ryan Tannehill this year. Now, where does that leave? Those are all teams that need a quarterback or are looking to the future. That leaves us with, I do like the Pats to think about this. Because I think Rosen and Brady have similar traits. Whereas besides Rosen's kind of inj- somewhat injury prone, it, it appears. He stayed healthy this year for the most part. But... Brady's only been hurt once in his career, and I believe that's really the only time he's really missed is the injury when he tore his ACL and then his suspension. So he really hasn't. He's only missed time for an injury one time. So he's he's pretty reliable when it comes to that, and, and Rosen's not. But other than that, they're throwing styles. They both throw very pretty footballs. They're both highly intelligent. So I, I don't mind the, the Pats as kind of a landing spot for Rosen in the trade market. Who do I think he'll go to? I I I would probably lean towards the Dolphins. I don't love it because I'm I'm not a huge Rosen guy. As a fan, I, I don't love it, but um, I wouldn't mind it. And in just kind of looking at it unbiasedly, or what I want to happen, that appears to be the best landing spot for Rosen right now because it's a team that's looking uh, for the future. It's a team that'd be willing to go get him so that they can use that that draft pick for something else especially knowing that these these kind of players are going to be gone and unless we really stink this year which I could foresee happening we're not going to get a quarterback next year because there's a few good ones coming out but both the the big names Tua and Trevor Lawrence appear to they're probably going to go one and two so unless we're very bad next year we're we're not looking to get a quarterback we're not going to be able to get one 
So I think the Finns make a lot of sense, especially with the Jags interest in Nick Foles. So we'll see what happens there. But it's just amazing to me that that, that turnaround happened so quick that it was first like Murray was, it was like thought of like he might not even go in the first round. And then all of a sudden in a matter of a week and a half, maybe two weeks, he's the number one overall pick. Who could have saw that coming? Oh, me. (laughs) All right, last topic in the NFL before we move on to some NBA is Antonio Brown. This came out yesterday. It looks like, according to Adam Schefter, that AB is more than likely to be traded by tomorrow. So that's big news. Be looking out for that. Be looking out for landing spots. It appears that as of yesterday morning... The Raiders are the favorite to land him. What's hilarious about this is that I don't even believe, I mean, it's really not known what other teams are really involved. The Raiders are kind of linked to it. Other than that, it was the Jets. It was the Cardinals. Both of them are out. They decided against it. Uh, there are three new teams that have not been named, at least that I've seen, that are that are in on the talks, but it's, it's really the Raiders to, to lose. And what's hilarious about this is Antonio Brown is still convinced that he's an actual free agent where like he can choose where he wants to go because he's posting stuff about the 49ers, blah, blah, blah. And they want to, and then 49ers players are lobbying for them to trade for him. And then 49ers management, John Lynch is kind of like, I'm not really into that. So I just think it's a hilarious, it's still a hilarious situation because Antonio Brown is still convinced that he has a choice here and he really doesn't. So, um, the Raiders could work for him. I mean, he'd be with a good quarterback. I do. I still think Derek Carr is a good quarterback. Uh, I don't know if John Gruden has what it takes to get that thing going, but it would. That Antonio Brown would definitely help. So we'll see what happens. Keep an eye on that tonight, tomorrow. They really want to move this process along. They basically kind of sent out to the league, hey, send us your best offers ASAP because we're ready to make a decision. So uh, keep an eye on that. We'll see what happens. All right, here we go. As you know, we are bouncing over to the NBA. Um, Only really one topic to talk about because it's really the only topic that's catching headlines right now, and it's the only topic that really interests me because the NBA is kind of just shaping up to be, uh, we kind of see what the playoff picture is going to look at. There's a few fights. San Antonio is on a tear right now, so there's a few fights for for the last few spots, but the biggest topic right now is what is going on with LeBron James. So I think it was last week I talked about he's fine. They're going to, they could go, was it last week or the week before? I think it was the week before that I said they could go on a run here, like a good little run. And it was last week that I said, eh, I was kind of wrong, but I'm still backing it up. They're going to make the playoffs. And here uh, this week I'm going to have to eat crow. I I think I'm going to be wrong on this. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. They're about five and a half, six games out right now. And like I said, San Antonio is going nuts. So it was between the Kings and the, in the Lakers last I saw when we talked last time and now it's just kind of the it's kind of the Spurs to lose and leave it to pop to get that team going when it counts and LeBron has just not looked the same he's looked lackadaisical with the ball with throwing the ball off the backboard like I don't even know even if it didn't hit the backboard I don't know where he thought he was throwing the foot or the the basketball I don't know it wasn't going because I think the only person in front of him might have been Tyson Chandler Trying to remember back to the video, either Tyson Chandler or Javale McGee. I'm pretty sure it was Chandler. It wasn't going anywhere near Chandler, even if it didn't hit the backboards. I don't know what he was thinking. Um, other than that, though, I will still, because I have no shame. 
I will still defend this man from that point on because the other videos I have seen that people, and I will admit he's just not look good. The team just doesn't look good. So I'm going to take that back because we're going to discuss LeBron, the way he looks later. He looks fine. The team does not look good. They look awful. And they actually look worse than the Cavs team around LeBron looked last year. I didn't think that was possible because they had some young studs. They just they don't look good together, and I it stems back to the AD thing. I mean, the Pelicans did their part. They sabotaged that team. I think that's exactly what happened. It's just, it's bad. But let's look at the other couple things that LeBron's getting made fun of for. So the backboard thing, bad. I'll give you that. Terrible. Ugly. Then he rolled the ball the length of the court twice. The first time against the Clippers, I don't mind it. He was trying to get a two-for-one. He picked the ball up, had a clean, open shot. Took a good shot, it rimmed out. It happens. Steph Curry misses most of his three-pointers. Okay, he missed it. He missed the shot. So it was the right thing to do, getting that two-for-one. Maybe you want him to pass the ball a little bit, but he had the open shot, and he's the best player on the team. So I don't don't hate him for that. I don't think that's a bad play. Second one against the Nuggets, when he let it roll the length of the court, save time, awful. He picked it up way too late. Ball gets knocked out of bounds, lose possession. It's ugly. That looks bad. But again, the situation, what he was trying to do, wasn't the wrong thing to do. He just executed it poorly. Next was Kuzma pushing him when it appeared that he had played bad defense, lost his man, and Kuzma shoves him to contest the shot. Watch the video, people. I will upload it on my social media at Take It Leave It BH. I will upload it tonight or tomorrow, one or the other, watch the video. From the beginning of the play, LeBron was on Montrez Harrell, and Kuzma was on Danilo Gallinari. Okay, Gallinari ends up with the ball. Kuzma can't get around LeBron. He has no court awareness to get around LeBron when LeBron's trying to stay on Harrell. And Kuzma runs into LeBron Realizes, oh crap! Gallinari has the ball. Gallinari can shoot. I got. I can't get to him. I'm gonna. Sh- and he shoves LeBron into him. If anything, we can take from this is what a great heads-up play by LeBron to let it to to not resist that push to try to get around Kuzma, but to just go with it and contest the shot. He missed the shot. It was. A re- he actually closed out really well after he got shoved. So, honestly, I see people making fun of him for it, and I think it was a good play. I mean, Gallinari, Gallinari is a good three-point shooter, and he was uncontested. Kuzma with the heads-up play, too. I'll give him that. He couldn't, he, no court awareness to stick with his man. But once he realized, oh, crap, I can't get to him, he shoved LeBron. LeBron felt it, went, contested the shot, missed shot. So, whatever. Stop it with that video. And then on top of all that, everyone's just saying, just ragging on him. LeBron's been terrible lately. Oh, he's this is the cliff. He fell off the cliff. Man, he's just he's just looked terrible. He made dumb decisions. He's playing bad. He doesn't look like himself. Wow, oh, he's not even close. Stephen A. The, no, no, no. The argument between LeBron and MJ it's not closed because it was never an argument. I can't do it. That's not, I wasn't trying to sound like Stephen A. Because if I was, that would be awful. I was just trying to make. I was just trying to be sassy. But but it's, it was never an argument. He, he, LeBron looks terrible right now. Oh, really? Okay, so off the cliff and looking terrible 
is in the last 10 games averaging 27.5 points, 8.9 rebounds, 10.5 assists, 10.3 to be exact, and that's falling off the cliff in the last 10 games. Let me repeat it. 27.5 points, 8.9 rebounds, 10.3 assists per game. If that's falling off the cliff, I would love to fall off the cliff and be able to have that kind of resume for whatever I'm doing, whether it be playing basketball, which I don't do, so so maybe for my job. If I'm going to fall off the cliff at my job, I wish I would have production like that, equivalent to that in my job, in my workplace. Now, that doesn't translate to record, obviously, so this is going to show you. He has those kind of stats. LeBron is doing his part, and he's not just he's not just playing hero ball. He's got 10.5 assists a game, 8.9 rebounds. Oh, but their record is 2-8 and eight in those 10 games. But it's LeBron's fault. Right. I'm going to let all you Boston fans... MJ lovers, I'm going to let you say whatever you want. And and again, I will say I love MJ. I grew up somewhat idolizing the guy. Jerseys, posters. Space Jam was my movie. It's still one of my favorites all time. Okay, remember MySpace? When you could decorate your, your background and your music, blah, blah, blah. It was all MJ. I had all the quotes. All the quotes. To learn to succeed, you must first learn to fail. MJ said that. It's still one of my favorite quotes of all time. He's still one of my favorite athletes of all time. Still think he's fantastic. But we got to look at the facts, dude. Again, you Boston fans who are sick of George, or, or sick of LeBron crapping on you for the past 10 years, you're hating on him. And then everybody else, just the Jordan lover, and I'm okay with you thinking Jordan's the GOAT. That's fine. In my opinion, Jordan and LeBron, in my opinion, are two of the greatest athletes of all time. I personally just believe that LeBron James is a better all-around basketball player than Jordan. He'll never be as accomplished. He'll never have the championships. But he also has never and will never be in the organization or be a part of an organization and play with the type of players that Jordan did. And you can argue Miami. Great owner, good coach, and good players. Okay, he didn't have two Hall of Famers with him. Chris Bosh, maybe borderline Hall of Famer. So we'll see. Dwayne Wade, definitely. I don't know if Spolstra will be a Hall of Fame coach. We'll see. I don't think so. But even so, even say they are. Is Chris Bosh considered the greatest at anything in basketball? No. Dennis Rahman's still to this day considered the greatest rebounder of all time. Is Dwayne Wade a top 50 player? Maybe. Scottie Pippen definitely is. I think I would I would argue Dwayne Wade is. I like him. Love Dwayne Wade. But is he absolutely beyond a doubt? I would I I don't think we'd say that and we'd say absolutely beyond a doubt Scottie Pippen was. Is Spolstra even if he makes it to the Hall of Fame as a coach? He's a good coach. Is he considered the greatest all time? By anybody. Nope. Phil is. Did LeBron ever play with someone considered to be the greatest Euro European player of all time? Mm-mm. Jordan did. So that's my point. We just have to put it in perspective. 
relax. If you think Jordan's the GOAT, fine. That's fine. I don't even know. At this point, I believe, again, that LeBron is the greatest basketball player of all time. He's not the most accomplished. If we were going based on accomplishment, would it not be a hands-down argument for Bill Russell, who won 11 in his 13-year career? Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm getting on a tangent. I'm getting off track. Get back to my thought. I still believe, even though the team looks bad, and this this year is definitely tarnishing LeBron's legacy. But some good news, some excite, some some positive news from LeBron's side is he passed, who many believe to be the greatest basketball player of all time, Michael Jordan for fourth all time for fourth on the all time scoring list. Now I want to put that in perspective. Again, just to show how much more of an efficient player he was than Jordan. He did this in 1,240 less shot attempts. Let that sink in. He just passed Jordan, and he has over 1,000 less shot attempts. I mean... It's just incredible. And then on top of that, he has over 2,000 more rebounds than Jordan had and almost 3,000 more assists. And then a 1.3, something like that, 1.2 better plus minus, career plus minus than Jordan, which 1.2, 1.3 doesn't sound like a lot. Jordan only has their number one and two, LeBron and Jordan, all time in plus minus. Jordan is about 0.6.7 higher than the third place player, who is Charles Barkley. And that's considerably better than Charles Barkley, we would agree. I mean, that stat, that, I mean, of course, Jordan's better than Charles Barkley, but the stat, 0.6.7, is a lot more. So just put that in perspective that LeBron's about double that better than Michael Jordan in plus minus. Say what you want about LeBron. I believe him to be the greatest basketball player to ever play the game. You can have your opinion, and I will not be upset by people that find MJ to be the best because you know what rubs me more the wrong way than people thinking MJ, because I don't mind. That's fine. MJ was fantastic. He's amazing. He's one of the best athletes we've ever witnessed. I just hate how adamant people are and how convinced and how how hateful they are of the, the idea of LeBron possibly being even in a conversation because it's just, and to me, that is just absolutely asinine. Like there is definitely, even if you believe MJ to be the best and that's your opinion, there is a conversation at the very least. And after that, I would go even farther. Obviously I believe LeBron to be the greatest Jordan to be two. You at least have to say, Regardless of one and two, they are one and two, no matter what. And I've seen people put out lists just that are just complete. I mean, you can just tell all that they live to hate LeBron. I've seen people put out lists where LeBron's fifth, sixth, seventh. And it's that is just, like I said, that's absurd. It is ignorant. I'm, I'm sick of seeing it. So at the very least, I just want people to stop saying, oh, there's not even an argument. There was never even an argument. They're, they're not even in the same conversation. I'm over it. I mean, he, he's put it on the stat sheet, okay, and we've watched it happen. He's fantastic, and I believe him to be the greatest basketball player 
with the most full skill set that we've ever seen. All right. With that, that brings us into our last segment of the day. We get to welcome back our listeners and my favorite guest, also our only guest, as I said earlier, Mr. Easton Gray. What is up, dude? What's going on? Man, not too much. Just just waiting for you to get home from work. <laughs> <laughs> yep, just got back in, uh, got into my cozy clothes. And ready to go. You did. You were wearing that rain jacket. That would have been a nightmare on this. Yeah, on, on this swishing. Speakers. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Britt. Can you hear me? No, I I can't. I thought you took the jacket off. What's wrong with you? I don't know. Something very is wrong. All very right. Wrong. <laughs> so we got a treat for you guys today. We're gonna do. This is probably gonna be the last installment of my segments. So I've got like five or six solid segments I like. This will be the last new one, and then we'll start filtering back through them each week. Uh, probably not in any order. I'll just decide on on a random segment each week. But this week, we are introducing Would You Rather. So everybody's played this game, obviously, and we're going to make it a segment. And during this segment, it could be about sports. It could be nothing to do with sports. It's going to be Would You Rather. And so I have five questions that I was going to ask Easton. He was going to answer, and then I would weigh in a little bit as well, but he surprised me, and he's got four of his own for me that I, I have no idea. And I'm super excited, and I don't know what yours are, and I to- you asked me last night if I wanted to know, and I said, zero preparation, I want it straight off your lips is how I'm going to answer it. Yeah, just off the dome. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know any of Easton's. He knows none of mine. We're pretty excited. I don't know gonna what's going to happen. I'm real. I really like mine. I think they're fun. I may never come on the show again. <laughs> I'm kidding. I will. I love I'm, it. I'm excited to hear them. So, so let's get started. So the way it'll work, it works out perfectly. I've got five, so I'll start and I'll finish, and he'll just fill in each gap in between. So it'll be good. So I will start us off. Here we go. Would you rather? So we'll start it with this one, Easton. Yes. Easton. <laughs> yes, Britt. Would you rather, it's kind of an easy one. This is a, this is a slow right. pitch. Okay. Would you rather be the best football player on the face of the earth or the best hockey player? And these are, by the way, for our audience, I use mine a little bit towards Easton individually because I know the sports he likes. I know the topics he likes. So his best sport probably growing up was hockey. As Yeah, as a child, I was better at hockey than any other sport I played. But you love football. I would f- love playing football. Football would be your favorite sport, probably? Football would be definitely my favorite sport playing. And it, I can only say that because it's easier to get pickup going. Yeah, you know? Hey, guys, true. let's go play pickup hockey. Yeah, right, dude. I'm on the coast of Florida right now. <laughs> Who's going to play pickup hockey with me? And what lake is frozen over that we can go play on? You Field know? hockey. That's fun, but that's still hard that, to get pickup going. It's not hockey. Okay, that was mean. <laughs> it's such Take a different sport. There's a ball yeah, and like I've, I've actually random wooden it. sticks and like yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, it's no. like lacrosse, but you don't get a net. It's, okay, it's just like sticks instead of a, a net on the end of your stick. True. You okay. Know, yeah. So, so we'll think. start with that. Uh, <laughs> would you rather be the greatest football player on the planet or the best hockey player on the planet? Um, I, I, I. <laughs> that's tough you told me some of these are gonna be tough that's tough because like to be the greatest hockey player on the planet like that that would be some serious serious talent what well, skill as far as 
if you look at it skill wise, there's so many little skills skill. about it. I would, yeah, like, and I, I like that aspect of it. I love playing the game, and it's there's such an adrenaline when you're out there, and I love skating. Like it's second nature to me. I love it, and to be able to like it depends. Like, am I choosing a position or just hockey in general overall? Uh, I'm playing NHL 19 just, and I'm all like, 99. Like Wayne Gretzky is kind of known as like the greatest of all time in hockey. Like that would be you'd be you would surpass him. You would be better. That's at, huge. You'd just be That's huge. Easton Gray would be the best hockey player of all time. Okay. Or you'd be better than Jim Brown, Tom Brady, whoever is considered the best in football. You'd, you'd be See, and I would have to be a position player there as well. So I if, hmm. I think I would choose to be a better hockey player wow okay yeah i mean I, I love football so much but much because there's so much fine tuning in hockey there is and i i love the game i enjoyed playing it as a kid and yeah, as I, difficult and as much commitment as football takes i do believe and you play both sides of of offense and defense true. when you're playing hockey you're, you're playing like a, a full game you know both sides you're, you have an effect on the entire um, you know, game and they have stats for that. You know, mm-hmm. your plus minus, how many goals are scored when you're or for your team while you're on the ice or goals against sure. you on the ice. And you know, having a high plus minus is awesome. Sure. So. I've never been super interested in hockey, but it's always fascinated me as far as there's it is the skill is incredible. As far as you're skating on ice, it's so fast paced. The puck is probably the smallest sports object in other, you know, I mean, like footballs are pretty big. Basketballs are pretty big. Tennis ball, Soccer baseball balls, might be a little Tennis small. ball might be smaller. I don't know. Yeah. As far as well, maybe a surface ball. area. Golf ball is definitely smaller. What's that? Golf ball. Oh, yeah. That's true. All right. Let's not get into some Anyways. Yeah. Okay. So, so very good. I, I would, of course, pick football for me, but that's easy. Just what, that's, but what that's position would you be at then? Uh, if I could choose a position to be the greatest at. <sighs> that was stupid. I thought, like, my first thought was backup quarterback. <laughs> like, you would never be... <laughs> The greatest backup quarterback of all time. Yeah. Then they'd just be like an average starter. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's why it went through my mind. I was like, that doesn't make sense. You case Keenum? Yeah, no. um, I'd say... Nick Foles? I'd say quarterback. Quarterback's just... Yeah. They're the star. Because whereas hockey, I do think, takes more skill than almost any other sport, if not every other sport. I don't know if there's a position harder than than quarterback in any sport. I mean, quarterback yeah, is. I'm, is so if I'm difficult. thinking, if I'm playing football, I want to be the best play, football player ever. I'd want to be a receiver, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I would. I would say a hockey player, and I would. Perfect. I would. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. That's, that's my choice. All, All right, right, let's hit jump you back now. Yep, we're sending it over to Easton. All right, one of Britt's favorite things besides sports is food. <laughs> so, would you rather <laughs> never be able to taste again? Or only eat one thing for the rest of your life without any alterations. So if you choose a cheese pizza, you can't take the cheese off, can't change the sauce, can't change the crust. It's going to be the exact same piece of cheese pizza the rest of your life or the exact same macaroni and cheese or exact same salad. I don't know. I would take that. I would go eat the same thing for the rest of my life, no alterations, because I feel like if you if you can't taste, you're basically in your brain you're basically eating the same thing for the rest of your life already because you can't taste anything so it all tastes the same but you're getting different nutrients okay oh shoot that's true i didn't think of it as a healthy because lord knows i don't ever think of health the other problem is you will eat anything already like we went to a mexican restaurant that had phenomenal burritos and you ordered liver liver is good bro 
don't. Okay, no, nobody does that. Nobody. I don't know why it's on the freaking menu. Don't freaking like chips come and salsa. Liver cool. Like that. Get it. Nachos. Yes. Love them. Burritos. Okay. Liver. Wait. That's where are we? That's a traditional Mexican dish. Okay. I don't know that, but nobody eats liver. <laughs> I do. <laughs> it was on the menu, and it was expensive, so it has to be one of their better items. Uh, maybe it's a delicacy, but not for me, man. I'll I'll go nachos or burritos. Liver. Hey, you livers, liver lovers out there, let's get it. That also means, technically, I can, not that I drink often, but I can tolerate more because I eat liver. Because your liver, think about it, it like goes, and not only my liver, since I eat liver, my liver takes on the alcohol, but so does that liver that I eat. It goes to both places. (laughs) Okay, ask me your next one because I have no response to that. Okay. okay next uh would you be oh i love this question and it's like it's pretty easy for me but okay i think but it's kind of it's it, okay would you be would you prefer to be i wrote stupid rich but i'll put a number on it would you rather be paid a, a billion dollars per year okay but you work 60 hours a week or you make a consistent 30 grand a year but you never work again uh 30 grand a year never work in easy that was down. my answer too. I thought so Hands at down. first. It, it, zero. There's no. Yeah, I could care less. Yeah. Maybe I made the thirty grand too high. Maybe I should have went like fifteen, twenty grand. Because that thirty would grand would be get a tougher decision. On, you, twenty grand would be harder. All right, let's make it harder, harder than say eighteen grand and eighteen nine fifty after taxes. Never work again. Still, you still take the eighteen nine fifty. I would. I would think I could manage to get by yeah that's true because i never said you can't marry someone that is like working <laughs> true and and i would i would think at that point i would try to do like a little bit of investment or something like something to stack it for the years to come if i've never have to work again there's yeah, stuff i tough. could do if i don't have to work i could work i'm could not trying to make stuff. a loophole here but yeah yeah I, anyway i, I picked the same thing I i'd rather make, not work and just make 30 grand about billion dollars a year Billion dollars a year, but, but you do have to 60, work sixty hours. I'll say you have to work the sixty hours every uh, for the until you're sixty-five, so you can retire at sixty-five. Yeah, still, there's no time for vacations or right, anything. That wasn't a good one. My it life was would a... be a vacation. I could be, you know, yeah, you live a one vacation. of those people that travel forever, and you're like, how do they have this money? I don't know. Actually, I wouldn't have any money to travel. <laughs> I have eighteen grand a year. Shoot, I, that sounded uh, that sounded I would, harder I would than make I thought. It work. It can make it work. It's a fun question, but it's, yeah. that is pretty easy because I've thought the same thing. I think Lexi said the same thing too. Yeah. All right, go ahead. All right. Would you rather be a character that everyone hated in SpongeBob or a Power Ranger? Who's everybody? Who does everybody hate in SpongeBob? Because no, no, no. Like, no, you'd be a brand new character. You would be Britain okay, Hooper in, Spain, in dude, SpongeBob. The and jellyfish you, guy. The professional jellyfish. Hated. What was that guy's name? The loser. 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 Oh, shoot. I do Dude, not remember his name. what was that guy's name? It's going to bother me. The only name that's popping in my head is Squidward's nemesis, which is Squilliam. That's the only one that's popping in my head that's Oh, yeah. Everyone so does wrong. hate Squilliam. That's a good yeah. one, though. Okay. Yeah. No, so, but I'm sorry. I you, missed the second part. You would, a character you would, that everybody hated in SpongeBob. Yeah, or, but it would be a new character. You would be Britton Hooper in SpongeBob. And everybody everybody like, hated oh, me. I hate this guy. Britton Hooper. Why is he in SpongeBob? Okay. Everyone well, hates you. Not Squilliam hate, because everyone's like, ha, Squilliam. He's pushing Squidward to be better, so he's like, kind of okay. okay. Not like that. They would hate you. Like. The writers are terrible. Why they put this character in there? Or, or a Power Ranger. Or a Power Ranger. Yeah. That's, or there's no 
Power Ranger butt to that? Like, what? Power Rangers are dope. I would be a Power Ranger. Okay. What's wrong with you? Are you? <laughs> I hated the Power Rangers <laughs> growing up. Are you serious? Yeah, like it was something. Go, some, go it was, Power Ranger. It was something my like my parents were like. Ah, I don't know if you should be watching this. It's like okay, it's stupid anyways. Like yeah, I, I mean, did no, not was, like it at all. It was over dramatized and kind of lame. But the villains in that, dope, like I could have created those in my room when I was seven years old, dude. Like they were terrible. Yeah, and your nightmares. No, no, those those Terrifying. were the worst villains and things. What oh, it was, yeah, it was the Red awful. Ranger all day. It was so frustrating and boring. Although I did really me. like the Black Ranger. He had the dopest suit. I would choose Teletubbies over Power Rangers. Oh my! Gosh. I hated the Power Rangers. Oh, I that... just vomited in my mouth. Okay, moving on. Oh, this is a good one, and it's hard. Okay, I think. Okay, would you rather get punched in the face by Mike Tyson in his prime, <laughs> bare knuckle? Ooh, okay. Or kicked in the jewels, you know what I mean? Yeah. By Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, um, I would pick punched in the face by Mike Tyson. Really? If I was guaranteed not to die. Okay, that was my because I yeah. said to myself, I said I think I'd take Ronaldo because I think Mike Tyson would kill me. Yes, I also believe Mike Tyson could kill me. Like I even now, did you see that video of him? Like recently, he's like fifty-two no. or something, and they they put a video of of him like, um, showing kind of a group of young boxers or, or fighter. I don't know if they were boxers or what, but kind of showing them a technique. <laughs> he still looks like he could kill somebody, dude. It would. Yeah. I'll have to show you later. Yeah, I dude. don't know. I if he if he didn't kill me and I was enough, I could go on living my life. And all I took was the embarrassment and the hit and everything. I would take that in the face over getting kicked in the nuts oh. by Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, he's got a strong leg. He does, and I would be scared for my future, like kids. What? Not even my kids. I'm not even that far. Like I'm concerned about my own well-being, like at that point. And then, yeah, I'd still be worried about kids in the future. But like, I don't. What would that do to my kids in the future? You might have to be. Never mind. That's too much. Yeah, I, that there that just seems like a too big of a mess. I do not want to deal with. It might get so bad you might have to. Oh yeah. I'd take a broken jaw from Mike Tyson. Dang. Yeah, so I think originally I said I'd take the kick, but I think it would be contingent on do I die. Yeah. Even then, though, I don't know, dude. That would that would hurt. No, yeah, it would hurt, and I I would not enjoy it at all, but no. you're giving me a would you rather. Yeah, and okay. I respect it. Yeah, long term, if process. I'm not if I'm not dead and I can like still live my life, I would take a shattered jaw from Mike Tyson. Nice. Yeah nice definitely yeah. it would shatter yeah right, oh ahead. yeah it would i would it would almost disintegrate yeah. but you know <clears throat> moving on <laughs> all right this one's kind of funny would you rather hear i'm a vegan or i do crossfit right after someone introduces themselves every time you meet a new person i would rather Get punched in the face by Mike Tyson and kicked in the balls by <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo at the same time. All right, no, no. All right, so like, if you're meeting okay. someone new, would you rather hear Seriously. "I'm a vegan" or "I do CrossFit"? Um, which one would would not make you as upset? I'll take "I'm a vegan" because I know when I hear "I do CrossFit," not only does it is it like obnoxious, but I know they could probably kick my hiney. If I hear "I'm a vegan," I'm Watch like, I could tush. probably still kick their hiney because. They just eat 
I'm sorry to anybody that's vegans out there if you're listening. <laughs> I don't mean this. Maybe I do. <laughs> you grass munchers. Yeah. So I would take that one because CrossFit guys, they're str- as, as obnoxious as it is, they're strong as heck. And w- the only thing is you have to also think which one has the worst follow-up. Is it the vegan telling you about their diet and everything after that? Or is it the CrossFit tell telling you about all their plans? Like in their, their different, what do they do? And, oh, I'm so sore here. Oh, I'm so sore but here. Think about it. Did you know you have a muscle that's <laughs> like underneath your kneecap? But think about it. They tell you about all that and their diet, typically. Oh, true. So vegans, you just hear about the diet. Yeah. And some, I'm sure vegans work out as well. But, but not. you also got to worry about the vegans animal killing, shaming you for eating a burger because... But I have a comeback for that. They're they're putting plants through hell. Remember that? <laughs> oh, plants do have feelings, that, folks. Uh, Mythbusters we saw yeah, when the plants it's, could it's feel true. stuff. They do have feelings so and they I do feel right fear. Back. Yeah, a CrossFit person. I'm just scared of them. Also, you have to think about vegans. Uh, you know, drinking the freaking fish's life source. <laughs> what are fish gonna breathe on? Yeah, if what, all the what vegans keep drinking plants? their water. Yeah. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm lost <laughs> all right um this is a good one for you and i think it's gonna be hard for you okay and i did modify it today because i have something to take later just hit me just say hey sam what's up man hey sammy to sam today I, oh love sammy yeah. he was one of my college roommates good friend yeah uh, so i asked him this one he kind of he made me see i got i had to modify it so you could only would you rather okay eat only salad for the next five years nothing else for those of you that don't know easton despises salad <laughs> oh but my gosh. you would witness each of your teams so cubs blackhawks bulls badgers football and basketball and vikings each of them would win at least two titles in the next five years maybe more but at least or you could do what you want and know that your teams will never win another title well that's kind of where for I'm the rest of now. your life <laughs> except for the cubs the cubs and the blacks have been ha- yeah they've recently been good in the for best. you they've been good for yeah you. so i mean they've kept me alive especially with the cubs shattering that you know whole drought so that was awesome that was but, a rough one yeah i mean it took us a while you know what was it 119 years 109 109 years yep okay yikes yeah i was alive for every one of those so it was rough you going to take one for the teams? <laughs> Literally take one for your teams? Yeah. Uh, five, five years of just salad. Can I modify the salad any way I want? As long as it's still a salad? No. So, like, because I know you could eat taco salad or, like... Potato salad. Or you've eaten... St- <laughs> yeah, like, you've eaten stuff that I'm like, Pasta see, that's a salad. salad. And you're like, but no, but it's mostly meat or whatever. You got to eat like if it's gonna have meat in it, it's got to be mostly like a salad. So it's still hmm. rough. So no loopholes here. Like no loopholes. You can put meat and stuff okay. in it. You can have a taco salad, but it's got to be like mostly salad. All right. So like you wouldn't enjoy, or you might grow to love salad. I think I think I could go through go through the pain for my team, and I would just have to do something crazy to the salads i mean when i was a when i was a kid my mom would force me to eat salads because she's a great mother and i love her but uh to help me eat the salad and not hate myself i would put 
honey on the salad. Good gosh. Which it sounds disgusting. Okay, Winnie the Pooh. And it is disgusting, but I would put enough honey to where all I could taste is honey and this sweet, sugary substance all over my salad, so I could not (laughs) taste the salad. And it was called ranch, dude. It's the new honey. I'm not crazy about ranch. Ranch is good. I'm not crazy about it, though. So, I mean, I wouldn't want to taste only ranch. I couldn't put enough ranch on there. Get out. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm never I coming do love back. Ranch. All right. So I think I, I would go through it because Salad what a time to years. be alive to see to see everyone do well in my time. It'd be a fun time for you. Yeah. As much as the salad would stay. <clears throat> and then all those you know, Super Bowl par- it is having... Super Bowl parties and like national championship parties, you'd have to eat the sal- you'd have to eat salad and nothing else. I'd be eating burgers in front of you. <laughs> Dude, that would be terrible. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. Hey, you want some wings? Oh, no, dude. I got to eat salads so they can win again next year. <laughs> oh, oh that would be terrible. Especially if you're, like, going into the fifth year and someone's only won, like, one title. And so you know you're guaranteed that next title because you would win yeah. at least two. And you're, like, literally, like, no, I can't eat anything. I have to eat salad. I, I can't eat anything. <laughs> I wonder if I would, like, skip three days before eating again. <laughs> like, in the beginning. No, and then, like, you get to... Like in your fifth year, and like you mess up and eat something, and then like every championship gets like ripped away, like for some re- like <laughs> performance enhancing drugs or something, like or, or oh anything. my gosh, like, like, take I, them all away. I would be hunted and killed by many people. <laughs> well, you would hate yourself because you would have eaten salad would, for like I four would, and a half years. Yeah, I would. Hate, I would be lose. very, very frustrated with myself, and like I don't. I I would be moping around wherever i was and just trying to hide from everyone else that's trying to kill me they got them all revoked oh, but uh yeah right. i i think i could go through the pain and that's a team i player. don't like thinking about it but i think i i could i, I don't want to all right i'm moving on because i don't want to think about it anymore because it's it's just a bad dream yeah just wake I'm up i'm like sweating right now i'm gru like grueling over it's a this night like yeah your eyes are open but i'm i'm living this nightmare right now even thinking about eating salad <laughs> all right let's get it okay this one might be tough and it has like a little bit of stipulation to it because because technicalities but would you rather have the hurricanes or dolphins leave miami Oh my god! So the entire University of Miami just picks up and moves to Ohio. You know, they just merge. Dude, and now it's the University of Miami Ohio <laughs> Hurricanes. <laughs> University of Miami of Ohio Hurricanes. Yeah, that would be because they're the Miami of Ohio, right? Yeah. No, I don't think that's they're, technically we we refer to them as Miami of Ohio, but that'd be a funny name. Yeah. University the U the University of Miami of Ohio Hurricanes. And what's their names? I forget. No one cares. No. So, that was wow. just a joke. But um, the, the Miami, the, uni- the entire University of Miami would have oh to my move. Gosh, as difficult as that is, I feel like I feel like I've experienced more anger and frustration with the Dolphins organization, and I feel like the Miami Hurricanes have had a bigger cultural impact on Miami. Okay. And then of course, a lot more success. So in the eighties <laughs> and nineties <90s laughs> and early two thousands. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> Not as of recently, but <clears throat> so I, I well, as hey, hard at as least it would you be, have a Super Bowl. 
We two. were there. But we have two. <laughs> yeah, the Minnesota Vikings were there. Or and uh, you took it from us. Um, yeah, I think I'd say the Dolphins. I think I'd kick the Dolphins out because I don't know. Just something about Miami wouldn't. It wouldn't be right. Like the Hurricanes. Would they still else be the Dolphins right. somewhere else? Yeah, because I never felt like they were Miami. Like you look at just even the cultures of the Miami Hurricanes and the and the culture of the Miami Dolphins. It's I don't even I don't know. It's weird. So like I've I've even said the past few years like if they decided to like uproot and go somewhere or like if he sold the team and it went somewhere else, I wouldn't really care. Like I'd follow them and still be a team wherever they ended up. What if they moved to? Could be anywhere. It could be literally Canada. Like I, I'd still since that's the franchise that I grew up watching. It's still that franchise. I'd still watch it. Okay. Like I I feel like when when it was the Baltimore Colts, they moved to Indy. I I feel like those Baltimore fans would have still like those fans at the time probably left with like our Colts fans still. And then Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Although I guess some would stay with the Ravens once the Ravens came, but I don't know. What about Um, the the Rams? Bouncing back and forth. Yeah, Everyone... that's, that's a weird situation. Yeah. I, I feel like St. Louis would have to do the same, though, especially yeah. since they don't have one. Like, if the Dolphins moved and then Miami got a new team, that could cause some crisis or, like, some weird stuff. But, but yeah, I, I, I'd i pick. I, I would keep, as weird as it is, I, stay I'm, a Dolphin I'm typically fan. more into the NFL than college football. But I think I'd keep the Hurricanes. Okay. I gave you an easy loophole, too. I could have told you that. Uh... Turnover chain. That, that uh, you know, Dolphins could have moved to Orlando. They would have been way closer. Could have gone to a few more games. There's plenty of plenty of room Perfect. for you to, to for you to move them wherever you wanted to. I just which yeah. one would you want to leave? No, Miami? I also think the Hurricanes will always be fine, like in the running to be ranked nationally and to be a good program because of rec- the way recruiting in college works, and it still has a name in college football, so people would still want to come play. Whereas the Dolphins, I think. I don't think it's a good. I don't think Miami's a good pro city. Some people are. People get into the party. I yeah. truly believe that some people, some players in the past, clean. yeah, we've gotten free agents or, or gotten yeah. guys or even had guys before their prime, like before they blew up, and they just were not good with us, were not great with us, and then they go. Wes Welker is a perfect example. He was pretty good with us, but not great. He goes to the to the Broncos and Patriots or Patriots first, then Broncos, and it was just absolute could possibly be the best slot receiver of all time. Like, it's just incredible. Like, I don't know. So, yeah, I'd, I'd go Dolphins. Um, I don't think J.H.I. went crazy when he left. Miami went to the Eagles. No, he's been He's been he's doing been a little a lot, better, though. but he's he's not been I do remember crazy. that was first, first game there. He busted, like, a 60-yard touchdown run. Yeah. First game there, but, but yeah, no. I'm trying um, to think people that moved recently. Ndamukong Sue has yeah. already had a better season. He played lazy, though. Played lazy. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. He he, he had a good season, but he he played good really good towards the end. Yeah, he played really good, but yeah. And now he's a free agent again, right? I don't think so. No, I think he's still there. Oh, I thought I saw something that said he's a free agent. I don't think so, but hmm. all right, last one for you. This is a not as fun as the rest, but I, I, <laughs> well, let's I'd end on a bad note. <laughs> all right, never mind. I cut it just now. All right, have a good day, folks. Would you rather start your NBA franchise with MJ in his prime or LeBron in his prime? Hmm. hmm. Would I rather start my NBA franchise? So if I had to choose which player I wanted, 
basically. So you're starting basically LeBron year two, three, four. Well, no, I'd say he hit the peak probably year eight or nine. He, he just kept getting better. So maybe LeBron year eight. Okay. And then Jordan year. I mean, he was just, he was good pretty much when he came in, but we'll say year four. I'm starting my five. franchise this next season, upcoming season. That is a good question. Hypothetically. Um, that is a tough question because there are different eras, so it's definitely different. Just, just run with it. I'm not gonna say. I'm. Not, I won't. Okay. Say what, if, just, I'm, if, if I'm if I'm starting my my NBA franchise this next upcoming season, there's gonna be a new team added into the loop. If I'm gonna start LeBron or Michael Jordan, who would I pick? I I think I would pick. Michael Jordan still. I think I would because he plays both sides of the ball really well and that is sure does. one key player that can really flip the script on a team. Um really all you need for offense is one big shooter and I think the offense will just flow after that. But for both sides of the ball, I think it's more important to have someone that can excel on both sides of the ball. Michael is a shooter himself. But to add one extra shooter with him, you know, like the three-point game is huge right now. That's what it's all about. You know, it seems like both NBA and NFL are super offensive focused right now. You know, it's just blowing up offense, score as many points as you can. Like that's what everyone's as trying to do. As fast as you can. As fast as you can, as much as you can, just offense, offense, offense. So I think Michael would be a huge help with how he plays on both sides of the ball to kind of deter the other team's offense obviously you want to play defense in any sport you know but yeah, I, I i would think i would want someone that's better on both sides rather than LeBron, who is good at both sides but he's a diva so he doesn't always give you 100 percent both sides and i hate using this argument but it's it's a fact um michael jordan played with the flu and it's like, oh, he, he just is the flu. He's sick. You know, it's not a big deal. He's got a head cold. No, it was the flu. You know, like this dude's sick. And what? Like 104? 104. 103, something like that. Yeah. So that kind of commitment, that kind of love for the game. I understand LeBron's great. And it's not just because I'm tired of LeBron and all his news right now. It's just, it's, I want someone that has that much passion about it. I could argue this though. No doubt he was passionate and loved the game, but he did quit three times. One when he went to baseball, yeah. one when he retired the second time, and then the third after play. the the third after the Wizards was just like, okay, I'm I'm not what I was. Yeah. But so we'll say two times. So I could make that argument that he. But I was gonna actually make a lot of the same arguments you did. I was gonna say on paper and what history tells us is a franchise did start. Like kind of build their franchise around the, the Bulls weren't great before Jordan, mm-hmm. and they weren't necessarily great with Jordan until they got Scotty. But still, they did build around Jordan, and they won six championships. So history tells us you should pick Jordan. Again, different era, shooting was not important. Um, that's what I'm committed. saying. You got Jordan, then you got a shooter. You'd be okay. Yeah, what which, which he did. I mean, he had you had him, and then Steve Kerr was a great yeah. shooter back. I mean, even in today's for today's standards, he was a good shooter. Mm-hmm. It'd be a tough decision for me. I probably would. I know people. I know I'm a LeBron lover, but I probably would take him, just because they're 
their differences on defense aren't vast. Jordan was is I would say he's clearly a better defender. And the commitment is a huge thing because mm-hmm. if LeBron wanted to play defense, if he was playoff mode, yeah, hundred yeah, percent of the awful. time, I, I hate every bit of the fact that he said that. Like yeah. he makes he made himself look like a fool. But I mean, we've seen him play de- like when he plays defense. If he would have done that his whole career, I think he'd be on Jordan's level as far as defense goes. But he doesn't, which you could say, you know, he's smart and he knows the NBA is more offensive oriented, so he's trying to save himself. Yeah. Whatever. Still, I don't love that he yeah. reserves himself. I think just go full full tilt. Give me a hundred percent. Yeah, that's At the same what time, I'm paying you That could you be for. why he's having such a long, great career. Is because he's not getting because he's injured. not giving hundred yeah. percent. So, he's but I just I, when I look yeah. at yeah. the stats, he he just seems besides defense, he appears to just be slightly better than Jordan, at least statistically and everything, except for points per game. But think about this: like, it, if it is now an offensive league, and no one's really playing Jordan's, that much defense, Jordan's what would Jordan assassin. play like? He's what an assassin. would Jordan play like? He is an assassin. So I, I just think overall, with overall careers, how I've perceived them as people, I've never looked at Michael and like, ah, oh, I wish he would do this, or ah, oh, I wish he, you know, like, he. I never saw him as like a diva, mm-hmm. you know. LeBron likes to create waves. LeBron likes to stay in the news. LeBron likes, you know, himself. Like, who does this guy think he is? He it seems like he runs the NBA. Is what it looks like back door. It's it's LeBron running everything. Jordan punched a teammate. Um, Steve Kerr. I mean, that's okay. That's that's <laughs> gonna be some. There's gonna be no, some. No, I actually like that. He, I think that shows leadership. That yeah. I mean, probably could have done it a little differently, but definitely could have handled it differently. But I'm there's more of the passion coming out. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I mean, I'm not with you. Like, I would take. I would think I would start it because I'd be interested to see that 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 Bulls team with Jordan or with LeBron on it would just be interested. I'm, but I'm saying, starting this next season, if I could have Jordan in his prime, I would pick him and then build my team around him. Yeah, I would get a shooter next. LeBron's kind of he can shoot a little bit. I don't think he can't. You don't think he can't? Yeah. So I do think he can. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. I All mean, right. I I don't disagree with you. Nice. I do agree with you. <laughs> no, I like that you said MJ. I was hoping you would say MJ. Yeah. Because I, honestly, like history says MJ. He won six. In, he, he won six. Mm-hmm. Technically for him, kind of six in a row. For him, not for the team. I just, and that goes into like the LeBron MJ debate is just, I just see I do not want to debate who's no, no, no. better. No, no, no. I, I don't. I just see, even with him being like the center of that franchise, the two years he wasn't there, a year and a half, whatever it was, they didn't win cha- championships with him, but their record didn't change. Falter much, yeah. By like a, a game I do. Two. I do understand that LeBron can change a culture. Which and that he, that he's he, not doing it in L.A. <laughs> but that's because bad. he's also poisoning the culture currently. It, whatever mood or whatever swing he puts on it is it the, the way AD it's going to go. And it's it's gonna go. It's either gonna go hundred percent this direction or hundred percent that direction. He's like, hey, trade my whole team for this one player, and it didn't go through. And it's all public knowledge. Since then, it's been bad. It didn't go well. Like you, bad. and that's the thing is he's 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 a freaking car. You're either in drive or you're in reverse. Like it's gonna go one way or the other. Like you can't, you know, take your gear shifter and put it one way and it goes left or right it's going to go forward or reverse it's going to go one way or the other it's black and white yeah so yeah 
Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, we're gonna throw in one thing. I'm not even gonna. I'm gonna change topics. We're just gonna go right into it right here. I gotta throw it in because it's so fast. I said I would talk about Luka Doncic every week, hopefully, and I will this week too. Happy belated. Although, what's that? Happy belated. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I, I well, I'm saying thank you for Luka. Yeah. We're very close. So okay. I'll, I'm saying thank you for him. Okay. Uh, just uh, related. Yeah, we that, mentioned his birthday I last week. Said that to him. <laughs> if you wouldn't mind, just this shoot him week. a text for me. You know, yeah, I'll shoot him a. Oh. Well, slide in the DMs. Yeah. Okay. I'll, sh- I'll, sh- I'll let him know. Okay. This week, for the first time, I'm going to do a little bit of a negative on Luka Doncic. Uh-oh. And it was just because, I don't know if, if y'all saw, I will upload it tonight on the social media. Take it, or at take it, leave it, BH. Check out the video. He got broke down by Joe Harris this week. Absolutely yoinked. Like, he crossed <laughs> him up, Joe, and he Luka fell. It was bad. And then he not only fell, but Joe Harris cuts the inside, pulls up from the free throw line. Hits the shot, so puts the icing on the cake for the move, and then Luka Doncic runs down the court holding his hamstring or, or no. his leg. It was yeah, so I think he's okay, but like it hurt him. Like it was yeah. such a it was such a yoink that it hurt him. So you put it on your Twitter? I will. Oh, okay, I hadn't talked about it yet, so okay. I will tonight. All right. Other than that, that will wrap it up today. Uh, everybody, go ahead and check out the Gridiron on Facebook. Uh, a lot of great people over there breaking a lot of sports news. They're not breaking the news, but they're sharing sports news, writing great articles, keeping up with everything. Uh, there's like tons of moderators in it that kind of are assigned to each team. So it's not just one person that's getting behind it. It's a ton of people keeping up with each team and keeping up with the latest news on each team in the NFL. Um, Canadian Football League here. I have it right here that I can read what they exactly what they do. Canadian Football League, AAF, College Football. Um, so they got, they got somebody assigned to each team. So it's like all individual people. Uh, they doing really good work. A lot of great articles, a lot of great information. Check them out on Facebook. Again, that's the Gridiron. Uh, go ahead and like that community. It's a community or a page. One or the other, it's, it, they're awesome. A lot of good news. Other than that, that's all I got. Go ahead and slide into our DMS at take it, leave it BH. Any comments, love, hate ideas, questions, whatever you got. I would love to hear it. Love to talk about it on the show. Love you guys. That's all we got today. You can take it or leave it. Peace.